Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He, of course, is that jazz legend, Mark Eaton, with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Mark, thanks for a few minutes. How you doing? Hey, no problem. I'm doing well. Good to talk to you guys. Hey, great to great to talk to you. And uh, defense has been a, a bit of a theme on the show lately, as you can imagine, because it the, <laughs> the lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, the Jazz have not been playing <laughs> much. So, talk a little bit about that. How to get uh, defensive bite back? Well, you know, it's it's been interesting since the All Star break that um, you know uh, we've we've had guys that have come out and had good performances individually, but together they just haven't been able to put it to put it all on, on one page and. Um, and I think that's uh, unfortunately when you have a lot of guys in your team that have great offensive ability, you have a tendency to just kind of fall back in that mode of like, well, we'll just we'll take a few more shots and we'll get it going. And um, teams have just come in and, and uh, had pretty high offensive field goal percentage. We've had guys, you know, like Harden and Westbrook kind of go off and, and um, individual players, uh, the guy for the Celtics the other night as well. And you just can't give up that kind of stuff um, and have a chance to win. You, know, you can't have guys having season highs and career highs and that just uh, and shooting over 50%, especially on your home court. It just doesn't work. And it's sometimes hard to work yourself out of, but, um, but at least you know what the, what the objective is. So, Mark, is it a matter of athleticism or lack thereof, or is it a matter of coordination? And I don't mean, you know, physical coordination. I mean mental coordination. It is mental coordination. It's effort and discipline, and it's like when things aren't going well, you have to go back to the simple basics of the game, and which is that you've got to stop the team at the other end of the floor. And it means getting out on the three-point shooters. It means getting you know three or four guys in the paint every time there's a shot taken and not giving up offensive rebounds. And, and consistently, you can't just do it for a quarter and then take a quarter off and then get back to it. And... Um, Getting those opportunities to make stops, and then the in the resulting, you know, deflections or hand on a basketball or a block shot, whatever it is, create fast breaks and it creates energy. And if you're just walking the ball up the floor, if you're taking it out of the basket from the opponent, it's that much harder to play the game. And uh, you've got to give yourself an opportunity to to create something good, create something exciting, create something for your team, excite the crowd, and get every back of the game. And uh, and the Jazz, for whatever reason, this last week has just really struggled putting a consistent defensive effort together. They've been some pieces, and they played a little bit better the other night against the Celtics defensively, but um, but not enough to where compared to where they were before the break. Mark, I want to ask you about Rudy in the All-Star game as a, an All-Star yourself. What did you think about him going and having that experience for the first time and putting up a double-double? I mean, he played great. I know. I was so happy for him. I texted him right after the game, like, wow, way to go. I mean, I told him, just go to the weekend, have a great time, and, and enjoy the whole thing. Cause it's, uh, you never know if you get back there again, right? And um, so I, I thought he played very, very well in the game and represented the team very well. And, and uh, it was, I was really excited to see everybody come back from that weekend and really get it rolling. And you know, we just haven't been able to do that. And, and Rudy, you know, had some ups and downs, too. And and not always as a result of, of, of his effort. I think he's doing a good job out there. But when the when the offense gets stagnant and things aren't working defensively as well, he suffers as much as anybody. And because um, he's you know he's a beneficiary of the, of the great ball movement and the, the overplaying on defense and things like that. And uh, the team just has to find a way to get back to that. Mark, as a man who made his uh, living at that defensive end, you also contributed offensively. Usually someone fed you the ball in order to 
get your points. Uh, do you think uh, there have been there's been talk that Rudy is somewhat frustrated because he wants the ball more at the offensive end, like you talked about off the off the ball movement and whatnot. What advice would you give him regarding uh, not letting that get you down at the defensive end because you you might not be getting it as often as you want on the other side? Well, I, I think that Gordon, it's a direct result of of guys just thinking, "I got to score more, I got to score more, I got to score more," because you know we're not winning, and so therefore everybody looks at it as their own responsibility. If I need to get some more shots, if I need to get the offense going, as opposed to just moving the ball and getting more guys involved, that's kind of somewhat counterintuitive. And so that's the coach's job and the staff's job to make sure that the ball gets moving. And to um, and so I, I understand Rudy's frustration, but it's but it's a, it's a result of the whole situation with the team where the ball is not moving, and the reason the ball is not moving is because we're not playing enough defense, we're not creating enough fast breaks and easy basket opportunities for ourselves, and uh, that just um, really weighs heavily on on everyone. And you just get down in this little you know this little tunnel, and you can't see the forest for the trees after a while, and so. It's the coach's job to get everybody to relax and, and get things moving again and, and get everybody involved. And when you get big guys are working your tail off to get good position down low, I, I imagine that that would be frustrating because you gotta feed you gotta feed the big man, don't you? Well, you do, and it, and it and it also keeps the defense a little more honest. Um, so there's, uh, you know, it's, and again, I don't think it's anything consciously they're doing. I think it's just a matter of of. Uh, you know, guys just thinking, oh, it's on me. You know, Donovan Mitchell says, I, I got to score. You know, Bogdanovich says, I got to get out there and score, whatever it is. And they all start trying to just do it themselves. And it's a team game. It will always be a team game. And, and the only way to make things happen is, is to get, get the ball moving. Mark, as a, uh, you know, an old school big guy, uh, what do you think about the trend that that position is taking in the NBA? I mean, of course, we're seeing uh, Houston go with what, Gordon, who's the tallest guy in their starting lineup? 6'6". P.J. Tucker is playing center at 6'5". I mean, it, it, the, the trend of that position seems to be going in, a, in an interesting direction. What are your thoughts? Um, it, it is, and and you know, small ball certainly has its place. And you've got guys that are shooting consistently fifty percent plus from the three point line. It's hard to argue with the statistics. I know a few weeks ago when uh, Shaq and, and Charles were calling out uh, Porzingis at Dallas to uh, get down a low post, and Rick Carlisle came on and said, "Hey, hey, hey! The statistics show differently. That when he's at the three point line, we score you know four more points a game or something, whatever it was." Um, so it's hard to argue with those statistics, but I think when it comes playoff time, when you really have to grind out an offense, when you really need a basket when things are tight, you have to have that low post presence. There's just no no substitute for it at both ends of the floor. And uh, so I think you can get away for a while. For a while. Um, can you go deep in the playoffs without that? I don't know. Mark, how did you handle the undulations of the season, the ups and the downs? I mean, these things happen. Uh, you don't want them to happen, but I don't know what the uh, if you recall what your longest losing streak was. But uh, w- w- how do you handle that? Well, um, it's it's challenging mentally, especially when you're doing it at home. I think that makes it even more difficult. When you're on the road, you're kind of moving all around, and when you're at home, you just see it to go home and think about it. And um, you, you really can't you, you can't overthink it. You can't get too high after a win or too low after a loss. I mean, they, it's, a, it's a game and a, a season of runs, right? Uh, and so you just have to figure out how am I going to turn this around? What's the one little thing I can do differently to help my teammate more defensively, to um, get out there and play a little harder, to encourage my teammates? 
and uh, communicate more, not less, out there on the floor. And, and I tell Rudy that all the time, like, talk to your teammates out there defensively. Um, that's how you do it. And it's, sometimes it's not fun, and, and you just have to kind of double down and look at your execution. But the easiest place to stop is by start, you know, stopping. The easiest place to start is by stopping the other guys at the other end of the floor. And that's just something that's, that's been a struggle for the last uh, three or four games. And hopefully they'll get, they'll get turned around tonight. But um, a, a few little defensive stops in a row and, and the resulting momentum uh, can, can be life-changing. Mark, who's your favorite player in the NBA to watch right now? Oh, man. Um, that's hard. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I'm amazed at that guy, uh, Donick, over in, in, um, in uh, Denver. Um, and, and then the guy that's playing, who's the other guy that's playing with Porzingis in Dallas? Who's oh, just yeah, Dante. Dante. Yeah, I like watching both those guys. I'm just amazed at their coordination, their ball handling skills, at the size that they're at, and their ability to skid up and down the floor. Um, I love watching those guys because it's a direct result of what you're talking about, the evolution of the game. Of These guys grew up as big guys. They grew up doing everything, handling the ball and doing all those things that traditionally big guys, quote-unquote, don't do. And um, that's pretty fun to watch. And when those guys are on, they're making it happen. It's, it's pretty exciting. I enjoy watching those guys. Mark, you played for uh, uh, the great Jerry Sloan, and uh, I, I just wonder what you think of the way Quinn Snyder is uh, filling uh, those shoes uh, with the Jazz now. I, I'm, I've been very impressed with Quinn Snyder. I think he's, I think he's a, a deep-thinking coach. Um, I think he tries to get the most out of the talent that he has. I think he tries to position guys to play to their strengths. Um, and, you know, it's... Uh, Now's a tester this week of uh, trying to get guys back on the same page again. But, but overall, I, I think he's done a, a remarkable job. And uh, the players seem to like him. They seem to respect him. And you, know, you don't always get a lot out of him at the press conference or anything, but I just watch him. And I watch him in the game. And I watch what he's doing with the guys out there. And, and uh, he seems to really connect with them, um, even though in the press conference I can't always figure out like what direction he was planning on going that night. Uh, but um, but I, lo- I love watching what he does out there on the floor. Yeah, he's definitely a deep thinker. Jake, uh, I got to tell you, one of the uh, one of the highlights of my career was eating dinner with Mark uh, at uh, one of his restaurants. This was many many years ago, Mark. But uh, uh, he taught me things about uh, fancy food that I didn't know. You know? I mean, you know, tell me, I missed the first part of who were you talking about? Uh, when I had uh, when I had uh, a meal with you over at uh, one of the restaurants you own. Oh, yeah. It was um, Mark was teaching me about fine food, and here's here's the thing though that I remember. Not only was the food good, but Mark, you were involved in so many good causes, and I was impressed by that. Uh, uh, are are you still doing that stuff? And, and and why did you do it at all? What did it bring you? You know, um, yeah, we're still doing the restaurant thing. We've been in business 24 years this March. And um, I enjoy doing it for a couple of reasons. Number one is I enjoy the fact that we provide 60 to 70 jobs in the marketplace. That always makes me feel good. And secondly, um, you know, we went into that business. Uh, there was Salt Lake was rather under-restauranted. There weren't that many good places to eat. And so... Um, the situation came up for me where I was able to bring somebody from San Francisco who had that knowledge and experience and, um, and, and put that in place, and, and it's become a mainstay. And that's what, uh, that's what I'm most excited about. I mean, it's a very difficult business, and the fact that we've been there for 
24 years with Tuscany and, and 13 years with Franks um, has been uh, pretty exciting. Uh, so that's that's why I do it. And then I spend the rest of my time doing uh, corporate speaking. So today I'm in Orlando and I just finished speaking to a, a company called PureTech that uh, sells um, hydraulic hoses. And, um, you know, <laughs> you never know what you're going to do next, but I enjoy sharing the message of teamwork and, and watching people get excited and taking some of the lessons I learned in professional sports to to help them with their business. We hear you got a plane to catch. I do. I'm going to come back home. <laughs> well, hey, Mark, we appreciate you jumping on with us. And, you know, if you're talking teamwork, maybe we can get in, uh, get you in here to talk to Gordon, because I'll tell you what, the, a prima donna like that needs to probably hear that message. <laughs> I don't know. He's a tough cracker. I'm not sure we'll be able to, to crack that one because he's, uh, he's been at it a long time. But, <laughs> but one thing about Gordon, though, you, you know, you always get an opinion. You always know what he thinks. You might not like it. But you're going to know what he thinks. You're That's what I always appreciate about him. So, thanks, Mark, um, you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mark. Appreciate you, Mark Eaton. And by the way, if you're if you're interested, uh, Mark does all that public speaking. You can go to seven foot four dot com. That's seven f t four dot com, and uh, find out what Mark's all about. Plus, he uh, he wrote a book too. So Mark's doing some some really great stuff, no doubt about it. And we really appreciate him jumping on with us. And uh, good job on Austin's part. It, it's interesting to get his perspective on defense, which, yes. of course, is is certainly the issue with the Utah Jazz, or one of them. Yes, no doubt. And so good to hear from him on that. It's All right, he communicates with Rudy. Oh, yeah, you know? I thought that was cool, too. You talk to him after the All-Star game. It is good he communicates with, with Rudy, no doubt. He's a guy you might want to listen to. 